All right, guys. Uh, happy Monday morning. Welcome to a uh, new Psycho and Fanatic podcast on the Psycho and Fanatic podcast network. We are um, quick turnaround for Iowa State tonight. Now, I, I did this a few weeks ago uh, where I did the Monday musings via a podcast, and it seemed like a lot of you liked it. I don't want to do this every week. I, I don't want to be the publisher that just completely gets away from writing. I love to write. It's it's one of, it's probably my favorite thing to do, and I hardly ever get to do it anymore because of um, the business side of things. So I, I don't want to get away from that. But on days like today, I figure um, it's such a short turnaround between games. Uh, may, may as well do a, a podcast because I've got a lot on my mind. And sometimes it's just a lot more efficient to do a podcast. I can get it done a lot quicker. Um, so that, that's what we're going to do today. Um, thanking some of our sponsors, of course. I want to thank our, our friends at the Iowa Pork, Iowa Pork Producers. They've been awesome. Man, they, they are one of the real reasons why we're able to do what we do here at Cyclone Fanatic. They've been sponsoring our uh, basketball and football coverage and wrestling coverage all season long. So remember, if you're, if you're going to the grocery store, buy a little pork. Support our, our friends at the Iowa Pork Producers. Absolutely love that relationship that I've been able to develop here over the last couple of years or so. Some really good people, and we, we love supporting local agriculture here at Cyclone Fanatic. Um, want to start with um, what's coming up on Thursday and invite you all to it if you've never been to our annual Cyclone Fanatic uh, coaches and recruiting party. Um, I kind of wanted to tell you guys the history of it today in Monday Musings because I think it's I think it's pretty interesting. We started doing this. I actually started doing this when I was working for Steve Dace back in, man, what year was that? 2004? I think 2004 or 2005 was the first year that, that I threw one of these. And um, we had the guys who came down crazy enough were Chris Ash, who's now the head coach at Rutgers, and Tony Alford, who he's been all over the place. I think Tony is at Notre Dame right now. He's either at Notre Dame or Ohio State. I think he's at Notre Dame. Regardless, um, I think we had like 14 people. That night, and it kind of built up over the years. We got to a point where one year, I think it was like year two or something. Paul Rhodes, Paul Rhodes said, "Hey, uh, I want to bring my whole staff down to it." And we're like, "Wow, that's kind of cool!" And we absolutely blew the thing out. That was down at the keg stand, um, and all of the Iowa State staffs since then have been really supportive of it, and they they like to be a part of it. They like to mingle with our fans we have more of a blue collar following i know the athletic department does things like this which is great um but you're looking at more donors boosters that type of thing our our deal is more of the you know the the fans who are not sitting in the souk up in zone club we'll put it that way we're the upper deckers right um everybody's welcome but it'll be at the the venue uh over by whiskey river in ankeny on thursday night and um, going to do something new this year. We are going to do a season ticket giveaway. We, we tend to do that at um, our kickoff party, and we'll do that again this year. But I want to give away a pair of season tickets to a fan uh, coming up at that event on Thursday night. So please, uh, always nice to have a great crowd for, for our special guests. That will be on Thursday night. You can get pictures. Uh, we'll have a program. You can ask our special guest questions. It's really a cool intimate setting that you don't get 
that opportunity very often, and you certainly don't get it at other schools. Iowa State is awesome about about doing that. So, yeah, check that out on Thursday night. Um, that is at Whiskey River in Ankeny. We'll start at around 7 o'clock. The program will probably start closer to 7.30, but we want to give plenty of time for, for everybody to get pictures and um, – selfies and all that. Nobody does autographs anymore. Have you ever noticed that? Nobody asks for autographs anymore. It's all about the selfie. People just want the selfie. Um, all right. Monday Musings here. Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Um, tonight's basketball game, Iowa State and Oklahoma. I, I will say this being, um, and I'll put my local media hat on, not just Cyclone Media, Um Gary Barta and the handling of Gary Dolphin and, and this the disaster going on over there at Iowa City is um, taking some heat off of Iowa State here locally um, as far as the losing streak goes for the Cyclones. You know, I was putting together my radio show for this afternoon, and it's like, you know, any other normal day, Iowa State losing again, um, losing a couple in a row would be the lead story for the show. Not going to be the case today. The the Gary Barta, Gary Dolphin, Fran McCaffrey situation will be. So it gives Iowa State a little bit of a buffer here uh, going into tonight's game where I don't think you're going to hear – you're not going to hear as much must win and all that stuff as you normally would have. But it certainly is a, um insanely important basketball game for the Cyclones. I have a couple ways of looking at this. Um, and I, I'm, but, uh, but I'm basically going to stick with my guns – how I felt after the game on Saturday, the loss against TCU. Iowa State played horrible, horrible in that game. Two for 20 from three. Um, Shayok was played probably the worst game of his career at Iowa State. Um, there were so many things that Iowa State did that was – I mean, they, they were sleepwalking through the first half. It was just bad across the board. Um, and they still were right there at the end. That's not why I was optimistic at the end. The reason why I was optimistic to end that thing was because at halftime, I thought Iowa State would lose by 25. I thought they were going to get blown out. It didn't look like a team that wanted to be there. Body language was terrible. If you have it on DVR, go back and watch the four and under timeout in the first half. Um, some of the worst body language I've ever seen from a Steve Prohm basketball team. And they kicked out of it in the second half. Now, does that carry over to tonight? I don't know. But the fact that at the end of the game, people were smiling. Um, I don't know. It, it was a it was a it was a really cool turnaround for Iowa State. Now they came up short, and I and I know that. And don't please spare me with your moral victories comments. It's not a moral victory. Iowa State wanted to win the game. You're disappointed that you lost. But you can also take away a realistic look at this team. It's still talented. You know that. Um, there's still everything in front of it to play for other than a Big 12 championship. And nobody really thought at the beginning of the year that was going to be the case anyways. Of course, I'm disappointed that, that they won't be in the mix for a Big 12 championship. But you can't just quit the season. And you can still be a four seed in the NCAA tournament if you end the season well. So you look for things to to build on off of that. And the guys, I thought, finished that game uh, with a lot of pride where I thought they were just going to, you know, uh, I thought they were going to fold, to be honest with you. I, I had given up on them. And they had a hell of a, um, you know, a hell of a little response there. So, 
Well, let's see what happens tonight. Um, the the good news is this is a uh, much better matchup for Iowa State than the last two. Uh, you know, TCU is TCU and Baylor have always had Iowa State's number. I uh, I don't I don't exactly know why. I'm not as I'm not a good enough of a hoops guru to be able to figure that out. However, um, this is a game where I could see Iowa State winning by 20. I mean, because they're not they're not as bad as what most of you probably think right now. I understand it's it is a total soap opera. I get how this works. You get way too high, and I do the same thing. When I say you, I'm not like accusing you of anything. It's just just speaking on behalf of of how fans think. We get way we get way too high after big wins. We get way too low after losses. And right now, Iowa State is in an absolute funk. But this is not like um, it's not like last year. You know, last year the whole season was a funk, and you looked at it and you go. Well, there's not enough talent here to kick out of it. They've got the talent to kick out of it, and that's why I was excited to see how that TCU game ended. They 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 snapped out of the funk. Now I'm anticipating that carries over to tonight. I'm not buying into the whole Hilton Magic being dead thing. I, I really think that the whole, oh, the lighting, and I think it's all overplayed. I think it's the team on the floor. If they, you know, if – if Nick Weiler Babb hits that corner three against Kansas State in January, Iowa State wins. And are you talking about it if you know, if if they get a couple extra defensive rebounds to keep Baylor off the glass, they they win. Are we talking about it? I, the team has to play better. I, I that's it. it. It comes down to the you know, the dudes on the floor and the guys coaching and the the guys playing. It's not the fans. The fans aren't the problem. It helped magic. But it's an important game, though. I, I mean, it, Iowa State's lost three games at home this year as double-digit favorites. That's incredible. That's an incredible stat. That never happens at Iowa State. And tonight, they're going to be right around a double-digit favorite against Oklahoma. They need to break that stretch. I, I don't even want to know what our forums will be like if they would lose tonight's basketball game. It would be horrible. Horrible. I don't even want to think about it. I think that they will. I think they'll kick out of it. I think it's just genuinely a better basketball matchup for Iowa State. Um, and we we did our predictions page. You can go and check it out on the front page of CycloneFanatic.com. And the all of the um, all of our writers are picking Iowa State to to win tonight. Some of them very handily. So we're kind of on the same page. Hopefully that that ends up being the case. I'm going to get to some of your Twitter questions here in just a little bit. I do have a few more thoughts here on the uh, Monday Musings podcast. Again, we're not going to do it every week, but from time to time, this is a a good thing to do. Real quick, too, the the three-point shooting. I mentioned the two of 20. It's amazing how that can swing a game. I went back just out of curiosity yesterday and I rewatched the Kansas State game from two weeks from from a week ago when Iowa State won seventy eight to sixty four. I make the argument now that Iowa State didn't even play they didn't play like elite basketball in that game. They shot fifty eight percent from three. Crazy how that works, right? When you make some shots it covers up other things. When you miss shots, it accentuates things. Going two for twenty on the road in the Big Twelve you will not win very many games. 
I mean, we can sit there and analyze body language and all that crap all we want. If you go two for 20 from three on the road, you will lose 90 to 95% of the time. Mark that down. It's just a fact. Um, Iowa State women lost to top-ranked Baylor over the weekend. That wasn't really the story to me. Of course, you wanted them to win, but it was a long shot. Uh, check out Bill Finley's press conference from after the game. It was fantastic. That's why I love Bill Finley. It's I, I take a bullet for that guy. Uh, it's why my daughter is not going to be nearly athletic, and Finley will probably be retired, but I would be honored for her to play for him someday, going to bat for Bridget Carlton to win the Big 12 Player of the Year. One of the things I've noticed being up close and personal with the women's team this year is uh, watch Bridget play with her left hand. It's unbelievable. And, and the, the women's game in general, I, I, I never fully appreciated it until I've seen so many games up close this year, how good those women are with their opposite hand. It's incredible. You know, in the men's game, you don't really have to do it because they have the athleticism uh, they don't have to work on the little things the fundamentals is, is as much as the men uh, in the women's game you become elite by Bridget looks ambidextrous out there it's incredible go and check out the Bill Finley press conference if you guys haven't Rob Gregg shot some video of it it's up on our YouTube page it's up on uh, the front page of Cyclone Fanatic really cool um, and they the women go on the road tomorrow at Texas Tech as they come down the home stretch and then, last but certainly not least, before I get to fan questions, um, wrestling yesterday, I was so bummed for those guys, and I was guilty of it too. I didn't, I didn't make it to Ames because of the weather. Um, I was see, I was planning on it, and at about noon, I was looking at all the stuff on, you know, the the news stations were tweeting out of all the cars in the ditch, and I was just like, it's just not worth it. Um, so I watched it at home on Cyclones TV. But I know how hard they have um, promoted that and wanted to fill up Hilton Coliseum yesterday. And um, it was a good crowd, but it wasn't anything near the electricity that was going to be in that spot had the had the blizzard not come in. And um, it, nonetheless, they, they had a really good showing against Missouri. And as I tweeted earlier in the day to um, to my followers was – I didn't think, you know, two years ago, I didn't even think it was possible. But last Thursday, we we filled out a bar, a big bar, for a wrestling watch. And I, I didn't, again, I didn't think it was possible. I've, I've been trying to find reasons to cover Iowa State wrestling over the years. We want to cover everything, but at the end of the day, we're running a business and we have to make smart decisions on where we put our resources. Um and we've tried to cover wrestling and nobody has read it. You know, it's, it's, it's been that simple. Nobody, nobody would read it. However, you know, I've seen a switch over the last six months or so where, you know, that casual fan is starting to take some interest on, on what's going on with Kevin Dresser's program. And we filled up a bar for a wrestling watch on Thursday. It was really cool. It was a fun atmosphere. It's something that I'd like to do here um, next year if we can start to make some plans on on doing that even more. Uh, really cool 
my point, my greater point being that we should we should look at the even though they lost yesterday and the crowd wasn't what they wanted to be, the weather obviously had a lot to do with it. He has turned a corner with Iowa State wrestling, and the best is yet to come. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I had a blast sitting downstairs watching Tom Crochelle. Um, had the call last night, and Kyvan Getson, of course. Uh, they the interest is there, and the 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 hard work has been done. Clearly, more hard work to come. It's wrestling. There's nothing easy about the sport. Some of the most incredible athletes and headstrong people in the world participate in that sport. But the the real excitement for the fans is just around the corner. I, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see where that program's at in a couple of years, and I hope we can keep doing fun stuff like we did on Thursday to not only help support it, but it's you know it's fun. It's it's a fun atmosphere for for fans. All right, uh, throughout to take some of your questions on Twitter here for the uh, Cyclone Fanatic uh, Monday Musings podcast. <sighs> My boy. Travis Hines asked how much I've been checking the weekend forecast for Austin. I will be in Austin, Texas, calling the women's game on Saturday. And the men, it's actually a doubleheader there in Austin. So that'll be sweet. Be watching both of those games. I have not looked at the forecast yet. However, my God, the weather here. Did anybody else, when they went out to like do your walk yesterday, you had the just you had the snow and then it just packed ice underneath it. It was horrible. My snowblower couldn't even go through it. I had to manually do it like it was I had to go like old school. Yes, I'm checking the forecast right when I get done with this. Jeff. It feels like we're overdue for one of those player only team meetings to write the course. Is that the type of leadership from within that this team is missing? Well, first of all, uh, the player-only team meeting is one of the great, like, oh, we're going to throw this out there to throw the media in a different direction. How many times have we heard that just as sports fans? Oh, players-only meeting. We've got to figure it out. Well, you know, it was, you know, if you think back, it was that players-only meeting that righted the ship for the Cyclones. I don't know. I mean, it, for me to sit here at, at my home office in Bondurant and criticize leadership would be fairly ridiculous because I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. What I do know is if you look at the guys who are in that locker room and you look at the guys who are the you know the perceived leaders they're very passive individuals it's not a criticism of them nick weiler bab is not a get in your face type of guy he's just not that's not who he is it's not who he ever will be mariel shayok is not a he's an introvert my shayok and jacobson are guys who just been got into the program last year they're not these guys who are in your face now iowa state has some of those guys halliburton's a guy like that Horton Tucker's a guy like that. Wigginson's not. Uh, Condit's a guy like that. But they're all young. So, yeah, I think that it could be an issue. I think it could. Absolutely. I think think that's fair. Um, 
let's say, Larry comparing Tyrese and Lindell in field goal percentage this year. I don't really know exactly what you're getting to, Larry, but I do think that Lindell or Tyrese, that is, is has dropped off just a little bit. Um, and I think that's normal for a freshman. I don't know if Lindell exactly has anything to do with it, but Tyrese has dropped off a little bit. He's still confident. He's still a good player. He's still deserving of minutes. But I think this my, – my biggest thing on him is I think the scouting report's gotten a lot better is that the second time around in the Big 12 in the, in the round robin is brutal. It's absolutely brutal because um, the coaches are so good. And they – especially on a freshman where it's like the first time they don't really know who you are. The second time they've, they know every weakness you have and they try to exploit it. So that to me that's probably what's going on with Tyrese right now. And if you're looking at stats, you know, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even factor in non-conference stats for Tyrese at this point. There's a very real thing. I, I think Jacobson saw it at the beginning of the Big 12. Now, he's, he's since bounced out of it for sure. Um, where, like Jacobson, for instance, and I think Tyrese is probably a lot like this. Tyrese's body, look at it. He's just not... He's not put together like a Big 12 guy yet. Jacobson is an undersized five who lacks the athleticism to, you know, to handle a lot of the pounding that takes place down there. And it's easier for guys like that to thrive against mid-major competition. And it's, it's very simple. And that could be a little bit of the wall we're talking about, too. I mean, we're just talking about with Tyrese bodies. Breaking down a little bit, he'll be fine. I, I mean that that kid works hard. He's got a great attitude. I'm, I'm not worried about him at all. TSW is now a good time to throw Lindell into the starting lineup, or is it too late in the season? Matthew also points out that I've been on record about keeping the same starting lineup with the recent struggles. Could you see Prome putting Lindell back into the starting group tonight? I don't know if he will tonight, but I, I would definitely be for it. Um, you know, and that's the thing about sports, right, guys? Like, we we all – your opinion can change week to week, right? The more you see, the more things evolve. And I'm I'm totally fine with, with changing it up. I, I think tonight would be a really good time to change it up. Uh, to me, like, I, I think the best basketball Iowa State plays is when Lindell and Lard are out there together. Kirk Holland, um, follow him on Twitter. He always has some good stats as far as like what lineups work well together and whatnot. And yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of liked when they were winning the way it was. I liked having those two guys coming off of the bench. I thought it felt fresh. It was it was you basically have reinforcements coming off the bench. It felt right. I also think now after after struggling a little bit. I, I I believe now that it's a situation where, yeah, um, I think it's totally fair to to think that it could help. You, you kind of put me on the spot here, but that's the part I love about this. Lindell is so inconsistent right now 
I mean, I think that you could look at the games and go, you can go win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, and you can look at Lindell's starting lineup, or you can look at Lindell's stats and you can judge how they how they played. It would be interesting, I think. Here you've got a home game tonight on a quick turnaround, and then you go to West Virginia, no, to Texas. It would be interesting to try it. Now, the one thing you risk is. You're still eight and six. It's not like you've had a disastrous season. If you change it up now and it doesn't work, then you're kind of from square one. But I don't think that'll be the case. So yeah, I, I would like to see it. I don't know if Steve Prohm will. I do think one thing that I do think one thing that shows a good coach is a guy who's willing to get off of his, um, you know, he, he wants to sit there and rest on his laurels. A guy who will make a change on the fly and we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I don't have any inside information on that or anything, but I, I would be okay with the starting lineup change at this point. All right. Uh, that's all I got time for right now, guys. Again, thanks for doing this. Uh, we, we appreciate it. It's an awesome, um, did you, I hope you guys liked it on Facebook. Um, we're going to do more of this streaming our podcast and stuff here from, from now on, uh, we're going to be, we're, we're, we're investing in the video streaming and whatnot. You're going to see more of that here throughout the spring and the summer leading up to the 2019 Iowa state football season. Remember our, our recruiting party is coming up on Thursday. It's not much of a recruiting party anymore because it's so late in the season, but it's more just hang out with the coaches and, and do that type of thing get some autographs, take some pictures, all that. It's a fun night. We, we really hope you guys come out. We're going to be giving away a pair of Iowa State season tickets to a lucky winner. So uh, join us on Thursday night, and uh, we'll, we'll be back tonight after, after tonight's game. 